Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 137. We're still doing it. Yeah, today is December 1st, 2015, dude. Yeah, man. Got a little dusting of the snow particles. Yeah, not too bad. Since cleared up. Looking like we're going to get a fuck couple warm days here Looking in the 40s. Mild, <laughs> mild winter. Usually it's like kids laugh around here, but. Yeah. Gracias, El Nino. It's like the northern. Empire. <laughs> so it's been pleasant. I won't really complain. We went running yesterday outside. Mm-hmm. Three and a half miles. Pretty good this time of the year. Decent. What you been up to in the hobby realm, my man? I've been putting in a lot of fucking hours rebasing these fucking bowlers. Oh, okay. Oh, God. So I just I broke it down. It's a fifteen step process. <laughs> and I'm through about nine of those steps. Okay, nine, so you're doing ninth. So you got and you've got about you're doing all like fifty of them simultaneously instead of yeah doing ten at a time and finishing them. There's probably like sixty so models total because there's a bunch of little ungor slash noblars in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, what's happening. That's there. the way to do it. Get about a two to five percent time efficiency. Yeah, imagine at that kind of scale, it's really uh, I don't know. It's all right. It's actually been pretty enjoyable because. I haven't done this much hobby in a long time, so mm-hmm. it's been getting into it. It's it's even been entertaining because I've been listening to that fucking audiobook. So I've cooked through about twenty hours of audiobook in the last week, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that later. So twenty hours to get you to step nine. <laughs> yeah. That's about, about it. A, estimating twelve hours <laughs> to completion. Um well, yeah, because I'm on yeah. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a new audiobook because I'm a, on the cusp of finishing this one here, so mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been doing that. It's been okay. So it's been rejuvenating you. Yeah, somewhat. They all look cool. It's fun. It's weird to see all the bullogers on fucking ovals and rounds. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, definitely some rejuvenation. I don't know where I'm gonna go from here. I really want to start working on the Thunder Tusk for Holy Wars, but I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time to do this massive fucking model. So mm-hmm. plus, we started some renovation projects in the house again. <laughs> I got that going. And I was wondering when those would start picking up here. Still maintaining the second house, which is just a fucking hassle. Doing showings, open houses, trying to keep the fucking yard clean, and people fucking coming through, tracking shit everywhere. We we were going to leave the washer and dryer there, but I keep reducing the price, so I finally hit the price point where it's like, you know what? I'm taking this fucking washer and dryer out of here now. <laughs> those are fucking coming with me. <laughs> it's just one of those things. you know. <laughs> so... Yeah, I've been super busy, but I have been getting a lot of lot of this hobby hobby time in. I've been mm-hmm. sitting there staring at my Infinity model, really wishing I could just paint something simple again, <laughs> not work on these giant fucking sons of horrors. But almost done. Then I can figure out where to go from there. So mm, excellent. Yeah, the rebasing steps are pretty much identical to the ones I put on the blog for the fucking Ortonians, uh, mm-hmm. just on a fucking sixty model scale. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Well, we had some uh, buds over for a little pre-packa gathering. Yeah. Part of a secret project, which we can't get into. But oh, we're not going to talk about it? No. Do you have an ETA on this? I've been checking your Twitter every day, seeing when it's going to come out. Is this... Uh, check back at the opening ceremonies of Wapaka, my man. Oh, that's when it's coming out, eh? Uh, yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but as part of that, we got some gaming done on the side. At yeah. The old Raj Lodge and... Um, I don't know, playing in the basement, like, I'm really close to having, like, a really good terrain set up. I got the 4 by 6s from Bear. Yeah. And I do have a lot of junkyard terrain and stuff like that, and then I have woodland stuff. Um, so I went back after the weekend was over and took out all the nicks and dents, covered those up, yeah. and all the existing pieces of terrain. I kind of went through everything there, and then I rebased some of the trees and stuff like that. So I'm really kind of been stoked to try to get my home home train collection up and running. And part of that too is getting a jump start on the PACA train situation for infinity. Yeah. Um, the current plan is for me to handle most of it. So I've been working good in that paper, paper medium. 
um, doing paper buildings and paper things like that. Yeah. So I've done, I'm currently on the fourth iteration. The first two kind of petered out. The first that, two buildings I did petered out. And you're using then, that fancy printer you got? Um, no, I'm just doing it. Uh, well, some of it I did. Um, yeah. That thing, I'm pretty much done with it. It's too hard to maintain it since I'm not a commercial printing business. Right. <laughs> Um, and it's hard getting the inks for it yeah. because it's like uh, about 14 or 15 years old. <laughs> you can't just buy a refill kit? Well, you you can, but not all of them are compatible. And uh, the ones that you get are they're ex- old and expired because the printer is old. Yeah. So these are the ones that have been sitting around in the warehouse for a while. <laughs> so they gunk up easy. <laughs> um, so to get it back, you know, get it running smoothly, it takes a lot of effort and um we i we have another printer it prints just fine i just got a bunch of ink for that so the other thing too then is if i can do all the designs on just like a regular eight and a half by 11 sheets yeah i can like give them to people or um put them in a little pdf documents or something and then people other people could have those designs to build stuff with sure so mostly there are a lot of paper buildings and stuff out there but none of them are really um been what i None of them really looked that futuristic or yeah. anything like that or been quite what I'm looking for. Sure. So I'm pretty much just mucking around in Photoshop and making this all from scratch. So it's pretty fun. So most of the time it's just spent making like the little digital files and stuff. Yeah. And then trying to figure out how it's all going to assemble together. So I did two that I started and kind of petered out. And then I had one that I finished. It actually looks pretty good. So it's like a futuristic building. It's like yeah. covered in glass and stuff like that. And looks good it's pretty pretty good i need to use there's a few modifications i need to make to make it a little bit more durable but it's actually okay. surprisingly durable it's just made just, out of paper or is it yeah it's just paper to cardstock or something well yeah you can when you print it out you just use like a fixative to glue it to just like a thick like a 140 pound sheet of like art paper or something yeah. like that sure and usually in my designs you end up folding it back on itself so it's actually like super yeah. Yeah, it's just almost like cardstock. Okay. It's like thicker. Ends up being thicker than the like the infinity buildings okay. that you get with the the core game. So those things are if you glued those buildings together in those little containers and stuff, they'd be super solid. Yeah. And um probably end up putting it in some washers and stuff, give them some weight. Yeah. Uh, Cuz there's one issue with those paper buildings is you kind of knock them around when you're moving your shit. Right. So yeah, you just need a little bit more weight. And I'm experimenting with like putting cork or like little pieces of rubber cement on the bottom just to give it like a little texture. Take some fucking to the inside, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Double your budget, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I should compare the cost of a washer to a penny. (laughs) Pennies be cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) A couple hundred pennies, please. So, yeah, I'm trying to get the finished design done, and then I could hopefully just crank out... You know, once I know what how the buildings are going to be assembled, and I have the basic digital files finished, I can just mix yeah. them, mix and match them, sure. and just print a bunch of stuff, and then just have a big orgy of assembling them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what mostly I've been working on. I did buy a couple models. Those those Black Friday deals, John. John, did you look at anything? No. <laughs> yeah, there really wasn't too much going on. There was. I did look at a couple different things just to see what was out there. Yeah. It wasn't too. Miniature Market had a bunch of shit, but it was like specific items. And the yeah. War Store was given like an extra 6 to 10% off everything. Mm. One thing was they were matching the uh, Secret Weapon had a sale 25% off. Yeah. So I almost bought the entire set of washes. Ah. But War Store didn't, doesn't keep that in their cart. It's only the Secret Weapon site. Yeah. So you get a little bit of a discount for getting the whole set anyways, and then a bit 25% off, and then another 6 sure. or 10% off. Did you scoop it up or no? It. No, I ended up not doing it because there's nothing else I wanted to get a secret weapon, and then um, I didn't really see anything else I yeah. really wanted on War Store. And I'm really trying to make sure I really want models before I buy them now. That's pretty wise. <laughs> based on but I, gone. <laughs> yeah, so I was looking for part of that to try and find a stupid warlord miniature to use for my saxons for saga yeah so i was looking at i talked about the the mirrors miniatures the darklands stuff yeah and actually i kind of decided um 
those won't won't really work. There's there's some historical ones that you could probably use in a pinch, but they're pretty big, probably. Yeah, I'm worried about the scale comparison and the size and stuff like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it's like twenty to twenty five bucks a pop, <laughs> depending on which one you get. Um, so it sounds it's too not, rich for the Raj blood. <laughs> yeah, so what I ended up doing was, so I'm like, well, you know, I looked at other historical miniatures companies, which are generally pretty garbage sad to say yeah and uh especially for you know you want it to be the most badass model in your list so actually i went to uh dark sword miniatures and i looked through because i know their scale is really um really realistic yeah so i know my my plastics are really realistic scale sized Sure. Just with the proportions and like the size of the spears and stuff like that. So I, I thought maybe Dark Sword effect. And actually, yeah, I was looking through. They have a Game of Thrones miniatures line. Oh, shit. And um, it's interesting. They're based off the book. Yeah. And it, before even the show started, I think yeah, they were I remember sculpting we talked about those a few times. We talked about them with the uh, JRRM. Yeah. That old interview we did. <laughs> so. Um, and a lot of them just have like chainmail and stuff like that. So yeah. like the knights and stuff would be out, but like the knights watch have chainmail, and a lot of the knights and soldiers are just wearing chainmail, like brawn and stuff like that. Sure, there's a lot of cool models on there. Some of them are like the worst like posing I've ever seen. Yeah, on anything, which is weird because they call them masterworks. <laughs> they have like the dumbest poses. <laughs> but I did get. Um, for my warlord, I found I'm going to use Elfin Crow Killer, the model. Okay. Uh, he's wearing chainmail and he's got like a cool helmet that kind of looks like a Saxon helmet. He's got a sword raised in the air. Um, his shield's a little different, but I can just glue a different shield on him. Sure. He's got a nice sweeping cloak. He looks really badass. It's only ten bucks <laughs> yeah. for, for a single model. And then I knew I needed a. I wanted to get a priest model too. Yeah. So I was looking around, and I'm going to use the Samuel Tarly model <laughs> as my priest. Nice. Yeah, they, they kind of have so, that feel with the outfits they wear. Yeah. So, yeah, I picked up picked up those two. They should be arriving. So I'll be able to take a look at them in person and see see how they match up. Hopefully, yeah, I think the scales and stuff I'm is sure true. they'll be more realistic. Yeah. yeah so. fucking fantasy bullshit. Yeah. So I got a nice chubby priest <laughs> to use. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. That was... Uh, the only thing I ended up picking up on right. uh, Black Friday weekend. Cool. Is that about it? That's about <laughs> it, my man. <laughs> Fucking 10 minutes of what the fuck Roger's been up to. Man, I'm a busy boy. I'm going to start writing down every internet search I do. And <laughs> 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 oh. Sounds like a pretty a, good segment, actually. A lot of transgender stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, email of the week, man. Jason Shoop fucking wrote in, eh? Yeah. We got a few bros writing in with ideas on our what our new segment could be. So Jason wrote in and just listened to the latest and enjoyed the new Frank Turner. I got a lot of positive feedback on that, so yeah, that's cool. Here's my segment suggestion: review a mini game in brief and suggest alternate model ranges or conversion ideas for it. I realize it would be a bit labor intensive, mm. but I suspect that if you ask, most companies would send you a free rule book. You could do stuff like Frostgrave. Lots of them. Lots of them to cruise here. Malifo, Google Gardens of Hecate, I don't know how to say that, for amazing custom MFX models. Plus, you can check my conversions at, oh, he's trying to give himself a plug. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Darklands, etc. If you like the stock models, share that too. Also, it might get you guys hooked on a new game. We're all searching for something new right now, and you guys still dominate the Wargames podcast audience. Your reviews could genuinely help us, as Mm -hmm. you asked. Well, thanks, dude. I will give a shout-out to his Twitter. His Twitter is at Eugenius underscore Fetus. Fetus? 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 Eugenius, like genius with an E-U on front, Okay. underscore F-O-E-D-U-S. So you can check out his conversions on there for Malifaux. But uh, that's an idea, but it sounds like a lot of work. We've fucking honed this podcast to a point (laughs) where it's like the tiniest amount of work possible. I think it takes like... If the computer's not working slow that day, like it's not pending an update, it's like 20 minutes to put an episode together and export it. And then the recording phase is like hour, hour and a half tops. <laughs> and that's like all the time we got to put into this now. Mm-hmm. Nobody was really taking advantage of all the links and bullshit we were putting up. So we just stopped doing it all. And nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> As it happens. So I like the idea. 
It's interesting, yeah. Getting into different game systems and stuff, yeah, as we do it, yeah. is fine. As a way to go searching and investigating, yeah. especially for the background and stuff, for the conversions and fluff, you know, yeah. you kind of want to do stuff representative of things in that world. But so you'd have to do a lot of reading and yeah. Well, I think we'll definitely keep you involved in our various side projects. You know, I'm planning to do. You know, we're talking about Infinity and Saga and everything else. Yeah, Legend's pretty dead set on doing some Frostgrave stuff. Mm, really? Although, yeah, I don't even... I've read that rule book. It doesn't... Unless there's separate fluff stuff, there isn't really much of a fluff background or anything, really. Yeah. Except of a wintry theme. But, <laughs> yeah, it's got the... Uh, it's got some wheel spinning for me. We could maybe do... Take a look at different miniature ranges or something like that. Yeah. From different, it's hard to know... looking through all those... Fluff, so then that's... I was trying to find all the, you know... Just looking for this warlord miniature, I had to go to all these different sites. Yeah, we heard about them all. <laughs> so there might have been some value if I would have known which ones were good to start with and which weren't with yeah. you know, worth my time. Yeah, that, that would be a Maybe cool it might be able to backtrack and see what I did go through a cool and say which ones I thought were good or, or something like that. Yeah, like a cool blog post about worthwhile alternate miniatures. There's a lot of garbage to sift through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, I like yeah, the idea. Thanks for the maybe thanks for the email. Thanks for the support. Maybe we get some companies to send us free board games and just start doing a board game. Because <laughs> the women would get involved with that. And it'd be they fun. would. Yeah, we do so, one in Wasser from time to time. Yeah, you, that's you the issue. You fucking move so far away now. Yeah, it's a half hour. Yeah, and then it's a half hour back with a beer buzz, <laughs> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and a fucking jump my car into a cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock it. <laughs> Until you try it. <laughs> moving on. Well, thanks, Jason. Yeah, moving right along here. Event of the week. We got Wapaka. Well, Paca. It's Paca. <laughs> Are we going to talk about Holy Wars or no? Because I'm going to Holy Wars. <laughs> we talked about Holy Wars. Okay. <laughs> Shit's done filled up. Yeah, I'm on the Paca. waiting list still. If I don't hear that I'm getting in, I God, I might just show up, but I might not. It would suck to drive down there and get a hotel and then watch all these dickweeds play. <laughs> it may be fun because I'd just be hammered and smoking cigs all day. <laughs> but by, mm-hmm. by Sunday morning or Saturday night, I'd be like, I think I'm just going to go home, guys. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> One night of partying and then a big hangover. Like, that's, uh, I'm just bailing. <laughs> maybe that's the best way to go, really. Yeah, <laughs> don't get maybe. committed because that's a six-game event. Well, try it out at PACA. I know I'm attorneys going on if you just show up. I'm going to sign up to the AOS thing if there's still mm-hmm. one open. I got I yeah, just got I'll a bunch doing of money there. in my fake PayPal account that oh, I can excellent. actually spend now. So excellent. We're going over the final listing. We're calling the tournaments mm. as of December 1st, which is the day we're recording this. So later tonight I'll be going online and taking a look. Anything that's less than half full will be kicked back to the uh, tournament organizer. Yeah. And they can see if they want to you know, if they're pretty close and they want to go forward with it, with it they can do that. You know, there's probably going to be a lot of people just signing up on the spot for different events and tournaments I and stuff. That'll be the case. Yeah, so just because it's less than half full now doesn't mean um, it's not going to end up fuller on the day you run it. But um, I'm going to kick it back to those people. And there's been some talk about shuffling um, some events around, combining the Saga events into a single one on Sunday, I think. And then we can look into expanding um, some of the events, Infinity and stuff. So no no real update on that. I'll be going through, though. I'm okay. kind of calling it down. Uh, we're sitting about probably about 110 signups. Do, do you want us to sign up and pay the entry fee too did you do if, you, it? if you're gonna pay if you're gonna play yeah yeah then you, so then did you, you did you pay the money no me and bear get in free <laughs> okay then i'm not doing any fucking work <laughs> which i usually not yet. if you want to volunteer for something we well, can I feel come like to i'm usually there and i'm dragging tables in every year and then i'm dragging tables and terrain out every year okay so. well something specific we can discuss wear a fucking bikini and in a let my banana hammock fucking <laughs> blast yeah. while serving beers on a tray. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Well, you can if you just want to show up. That's fine. If you want to play in the games, because some of that money is going to the tos. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another so, reason I didn't sign up for the AOS because I saw Chad was running it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's been on my list of shit. Now I just got some cash. Yeah, there, there should be space. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, that's the latest pack of update. Okay. You've been you've been listening to some audiobook. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. get to that when I finish it. I'm almost done with the Well of Ascension, and 
It was really good, and then it got kind of slow at the end. I don't know where to fucking see. There's like three that hours. The second left. or the third one? The second one. There's okay. like three hours left, and there's. It seems like there's a whole another fucking ten, fifteen hour tale to go. So I don't know how they're gonna wrap this shit up. Mm-hmm. But so uh, I did. Fi- I I gave a kind of a negative review on the Magic of Crin, which is one of the Tales trilogy books of short stories from Dragonlance. Dragon? Okay. But the last three or four of those were really good. So. Just skip the first couple of short stories in that book if you haven't. Read the last couple. They're really good. I did. I am right now reading Galmaraz, which I'm almost done with. And that's for the my upcoming stint on the Garage Hammer podcast to do a book review of that and a fluff review of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm pretty engrossed in that. It's really fucking good. It's, there's, you got like the big Realmgate Wars book for Galmaraz, but then you have the novel part, which is just two short stories, essentially, a couple mm-hmm. hundred pages each. And like the main book follows the overall arcing story, but you don't get any human perspective. And then the Galmaraz novel fills in the human perspective on what's going on in the mm. Realm Game Wars Galmaraz books. It's pretty interesting because first you just get the big picture. You know what's going on. You know what happened. And then you see how the shit happened on the human level. So the, And it's been good. I like it a lot. Um it's, okay. I'm somewhat tempted to buy some what of the other gonna... books, and then I looked it up, and that that's like a twenty five dollar fucking novel, dude. Like, not gonna <laughs> fucking happen. Yeah, it's just what? Yeah, it's a hardcover book. It's uh, really nice, okay. well made book, but I'm not yeah. paying twenty five. Yeah, all the hardcovers. I believe my boy Davey hooked me up with uh, some ebooks. Mm, the, uh, okay, so I'm gonna. I'm going to poke around, see if I can get my e-reader charged up finally. And yeah. Get on top of that. You try to get books new when they come out. It's just hardcover. And then they bend you over for 30 or 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if Dave buys all that or if they send it to him free just because he talks so much about it or what. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm, uh, I was just listening to okay. the, the Corn you- Bloodbound review on garage hammer and it was like a five-hour episode <laughs> so when are you guys going to record that we don't have a date talking set. about that i gotta finish it and mail it back okay. he finally got the book to me like last week i think or yeah it was mm-hmm. last week okay so midweek so i'm in trucking on it it's it kind of sucks because at the end of the night you just want to sit down and read but you got to sit down read and fucking take a bunch of notes so it's, <laughs> you know i'm always like god damn it i just want to read something i don't have to take notes on but mm-hmm. i'm really enjoying it so that's cool and uh yeah, and like I said, the magic of Crin that finished up really strong. And it's because the last couple of stories are all characters that are from the main fucking series. Mm. So you get into that, and you're like, oh, yeah, these people I know. I know these folks. Yeah. I like them. That makes all the difference, apparently. Versus <laughs> like some random dude doing something you don't give a shit about. <laughs> it doesn't even really have to be like a Dragonlance story. It could just be like a modern story anywhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. What, uh, what have you been reading, buddy? I've been listening to... The um, it's called an astronaut's guide to life on Earth by that Chris Hadfield yeah. astronaut. He's the one who made that music video. I think last year sometime okay. got kind of popular for it. Um, now it's a really cool. Uh, he he reads it on the audio. So I've been listening to it while I work on terrain and stuff like that. If you <laughs> if you ever wanted to know why this guy's an astronaut and you are not, you will find out pretty quickly. <laughs> really smart or what? <laughs> um, just like super preparation uh, and preparing for things always and setting out plans and following through with them. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> this dude should be a NASA <laughs> Reddit. Cause that sounds like pretty much what NASA, you know, these dudes train for missions years in advance for their stints up there. Yeah. And they just go through each problem like over and over and over <laughs> simulation until like every possible eventuality, like, they have an answer for it yeah it's like crazy like how much preparation and training i don't know he loves to learn and stuff it's 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 really interesting it's about his life when he was younger and then actually when he you know working at nasa working his way up he's been on the shuttle and then he was on the space station a a couple different times and he has some stories about that and then stories about his life now that he's returned and okay he he won't be going (laughs) up ever again it's really really interesting read it's really quick what was the title? Um, Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth. Okay, by Chris cool. Hatfield. So, <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend it. It's really, really an interesting book. I see that NASA was hiring astronauts last week or the week before. They had a job posting them for astronauts. Uh-huh. Yeah, like they put it out there, and then they whittle. You know, anybody Can technically could apply, but yeah. they whittle it down to you know they get five to ten thousand applicants, yeah. and um, 
you know, you have to have a special skill set. Well, you got to be like a certain perfect range, a certain You have to be a perfect specimen. Like if you have, if you got them diabetes, pretty much like any physical thing, like they can, like, like you're just not going to wear eyeglasses. You're probably excluded Mm. like a pilot. Yeah, probably. I'm not sure. There's there's a whole chapter about that process and everything he did. Oh yeah. Um, because like they, in the Canadian space agency, um, they just like posted an ad in a newspaper like in 1985, <laughs> and then he applied with like 5,000 other people. Yeah, and like you don't know you if do? they're just gonna hire one or a group of six. So he got hired by two. But everything like he did, <laughs> I had it like you know he went over the resume like 10,000 times, sent it in English and in French. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, just, like, preparing for interviews and everything for, like, six months straight, yeah. like, getting the f- peak physical perfection. So, like, if you make it through that prog- process, <laughs> you're, like, a psychopath, but you're, like, NASA's <laughs> psychopath, what they want, yeah. You can't get lazy. <laughs> Go out yeah. on a bender one night. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would so, never make it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really interesting because you read a lot of science fiction and space space shit but like yeah. this is how it actually is currently and it doesn't and sound that glamorous at all no it's just it's tedious boring yeah. and tedious a lot of preparation it's just true of most and everything things, is still yeah. like pretty dangerous and yeah. you can't really do that much it is horrendously expensive <laughs> but all right yeah, cool. i really really enjoyed that one all right <laughs> current obsession so Outside of all the fucking home renovation shows I've been watching, trying to get motivated for the renovation projects we got going on here, I found this podcast called Only Human, and it's mm. pretty new. There was only 14, 15 episodes when I found it, and they're short. Some of them are like 10, 10 to 12 minutes, and then some of them are a little longer, like half an hour, but it's just a real human perspective on shit. It's pretty interesting, and it's well worth listening to if you're in... It's an NPR mm-hmm. podcast, so... Like the woman that puts it on had like breast cancer. So she talks about her experience and they got her kids on there and just discussing like they were recording her the first time she had to cut her hair because her fucking chemo was making her hair go to shit. So like her little kids there and she's pregnant at the time also and debating on whether or not to get the chemo treatments. And it's interesting. And then they talk about like this composer who's going deaf and then his struggles and why he won't get ocular implants and shit like that. And it's real cool. Like people with kind of scary fucking issues that are like real fucking human shit and then mm-hmm. um, that sounds just cool how they think about it and how they work through it so it's called only human and it's mm-hmm. you'll find it if you look on any podcast source but it's really good definitely worth listening to and like i said most of them are just short so if you're taking a walk or something they're perfect mm-hmm. good deal i noticed that sci-fi channel is coming out with a new tv show the expanse Okay. which is based off the book series, The Expanse, mm-hmm. which I read these ones last year. I'm pretty pumped about it. The first book is really awesome. Yeah. And then the second and third ones kind of peter out. But the um, the show, the first episode is up on YouTube. You can yeah. go and watch it on like the Sci-Fi official channel. The rest of the series isn't coming out in December. But the, the graphics and the way they do everything is really awesome. It looks really well polished really good like they're sinking in a ton of cash yeah to make this good and so far it looks like they're adding in some stories from the second and third books and putting them in to start with okay so i'm pretty pumped about this because i really love the world building of this of the series okay but some of the story stories have been kind of lackluster after the first one yeah so i'm hoping the show can do a better job than that um you know, like with Game of Thrones and stuff, you know, they're changing some things. I, right. I like it all. Sure. Um, so I'm hoping that they, they can improve upon the, the book series. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of room for improvement there for some awesome stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's really cool. Like all the <laughs> all the Earth people are really short because then like all the Belters, you know, they just use shorter actors. And then the Belters in the book, you know, they're an extra foot or two taller than everybody else because <laughs> of low gravity. Yeah. So they get all these like... <laughs> they got like this belter on earth and it's just like a really tall like skinny dude it's like a bunch of rogers on the belt <laughs> i wouldn't call you a tall skinny dude <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a funny look <laughs> um but like the gravity of earth is like too you know if you lived in 10 or 15 percent gravity your whole life you, know, you can't <laughs> where's this belt at like the oh like the astro- belt? asteroid belt yeah 
out past Mars, between Mars and Jupiter. Okay. So there's people live on Mars, and then like Mars and Earth are kind of like the two superpowers and like feud with each other. Yeah. I uh, like the Martians are really badass because like Earth is just kind of old and it's all humans, right? Run down. Yep. Okay. But it's all people. But then they, you know, the spaceships they get around with, it's kind of interesting, you know, because they're using like the, you know, the right distances and stuff. You know, we're coming up on a, you know, an asteroid is like a million miles out. You know, we scan, there's nothing within a hundred thousand clicks or something of it or something. It's really interesting. And it takes them a while to get to places, even yeah. with, you know, they do have some kind of futuristic drive yeah. that'll get them fast, but it's still, it's no you know, get to, speed. from the belt to Mars. Yeah. It takes them like a week or two. Okay. Um, so like, I know later in the book, they have these, like these high speed chases. It's kind of similar to, um, the forever war. Okay. Yeah. Where yeah, like that's they have, what I was like, when you were chases that. that go over months and years. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, it's just within the solar system, but it's over the course of, you know, days or weeks. <laughs> Chasing and, um, for a year and a half. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That like, um, the engines accelerate so much that like, that's how they get the gravity is you turn the engines on. Yeah. And, um, so when they accelerate too fast, you got to like go into a crash couch and like get fluid pumped into you and stuff because <laughs> you're taking like nine or 10 G's or something. So um, the show looks really cool. It has, there is some kind of famous actor guy in it. I don't yeah. know who it is. MacGyver. <laughs> it could be. It's about the right age. But <laughs> the, uh, yeah, they do the zero G stuff really well. Yeah. Like their hair and stuff is floating around. And, <laughs> um, so everything about it is really well polished. So hopefully the rest of the season can be pretty good. It doesn't start till December. Yeah. So, but I'm planning December, dude. Planning to check it. Well, I guess in probably two or three weeks then. Okay. <laughs> it'll be coming out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Potentially, yeah, it sounds sweet. I mean, they've done like Battlestar was awesome. That's yeah, sci-fi, was. and they do all the Stargate shows. I, I think Stargate I think you like those. Awesome well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <nerd> like that. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a mediocre. You know, they they still turn out pretty good. Yeah, um, but yeah, hope, hopefully, hopefully like, it catches on because it looks like it has a huge budget. Yeah, you know, so I, you don't want it to. I was a big The Next out. Generation fan, and like, there's, there's really nothing spectacular that goes on there. Like, <laughs> once in a while, they shoot one of them stunner guns or something, get a little <laughs> laser beam, and that was the extent of it. Yeah. There's no zero G. It looks like, well, it does look kind of different because like in BSG, like they were on sets and stuff. You could tell, right. you know, that's kind of what they're going for too, that the, the Galactica is kind of older anyways, and it's all analog or whatever. But yeah. this stuff, it looks like, looks like everything is CG in it. Yeah, um, you know, just look, it looks different. It looks expensive, right. but it looks good. Cool, man. What do you got for a fucking music pick to lay on us here? Yeah, I've actually been listening to a lot of Hypocrisy lately. Okay. It's like a death metal band. Yeah, I see the shirts around once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty popular. Peter Taggerton is like a big producer, so he does. That's his personal band, but he yeah. produces like a vast number of uh, other metal bands' albums. And he's in a couple side projects. So this, I've been listening to that Virus album. That one's probably my favorite. Okay. But this is just straight up death metal. So if you don't like extreme metal, you probably just want to skip ahead. Here's a 10-minute clip. <laughs> you just want to skip ahead. But this one's off the Warpath. Uh, it's called Warpath off the Virus album. All right. Cool, man.
Oh, all right. So, let's <laughs> talk about some fucking point-and-hammered history, dude. Yeah, you're up, man. I've heard a lot of people fucking talk about the history of Warhammer and shit, but I've never actually heard any real details on it. Mm-hmm. So I got curious, and what I put together here was a Warhammer history by edition. Mm, so the first edition really? of Warhammer, do you know what year it came out? Mm, I'm going to... I'm going to say 1982, the year I was born. 1983. It was meant to be. 83. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was not meant to be. <laughs> it, was, it, came out, it came out with three black and white books. It was Tabletop Battles, which was the rules. Mm-hmm. There was Ziggowart of Doom, which was the magic rules. And then Characters, which had like character info. And it also included all these rules for role-playing and character advancement. Mm-hmm. So you could like you know run a cool campaign and improve your character. Yeah. And then my, my experience vaguely is third edition, and I yeah. remember that you, we'll could, get there. you could level up your dudes or some <laughs> so, characters. Yeah, like first edition, there was no background on the the people, the you know the different critters and beings and races, or the world. It was just completely non-existent. So that's really all you had orcs, in 1983. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what races. I didn't have that fucking information, but and then second edition came out a year later in 1984, and this is where they start to flesh out the world. They provided a map and a timeline, talking about the Slan and chaos invasions and all that kind of shit. So um, later on in second edition in 1987, the first Ravening Hordes was released, which with army lists and a better method for making armies. Um, and then there were several expansions, which came probably out for started with edition. the Age of Sigmar method. <laughs> you just use whatever you have. Yeah, that's you know, it's, it's back to it's square all, one. All chill. Yeah, this is how all the gaming was back then. Yeah, I would so think it was always just like just take whatever you want, do whatever you want. And it, it was also in 1980 or one of the expansions that came out was called Blood on the Streets. And this is the first time they dabbled in cardstock terrain buildings. So way back in the fucking early mid 80s. And then that shit lasted for three years, and third edition came out in 1987 when Rogers was a whelp of five years old. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been 10. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the first time they did a hardcover rule book for Warhammer. Uh, War Machine rules entered the game with third edition. Mm. Still had really loose army building rules, but it encouraged the use of army lists. So you could do whatever you wanted, but they encouraged the use of the Ravening Hordes book, um, but it wasn't enforced in any which way. So, mm-hmm. And then in 1988, there's a book that called Warhammer Armies came out, and this was a new book of army lists that they also encouraged but did not enforce. So uh, there are several expansions to third edition, one of which is the famous Warhammer Siege book, which yeah. <laughs> we played the piss out of. Yeah, I remember... Um a friend at school who played war. Someone just randomly gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> so he had this third edition Warhammer Siege. I remember looking through it. I still remember confused. that book. Yeah, because we were playing fourth or fifth edition. So, you know, it kind of looks similar, but like, what is all this other stuff? Yeah. yeah. It had some, like, the stat lines in there. That's where I saw you could have, like, a level 30, like, halfling hero or something. You know, it's kind of like champion, hero, lord. Like, they just had different levels and stuff. But that siege one was cool because there's 40K yeah. rules for sieges in there, too. Sure. Um, but you you would play? I didn't in, get involved in, until I moved here in 6th okay. edition. Like, right as the Ravening Hordes for 6th okay. edition. But you played Rogue Trader. Yeah, I played right? 40K okay. Rogue yeah, Trader. Yeah, so some of the 40K stuff was in there. Yeah. So then five years later in 1992, fourth edition arrives, and there's a big change from third edition. They rewrote yeah. a lot of the rules and shit. And then this is the first time they did a box set, and it was High Elves versus Goblins in the first Warhammer box set. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. then, so 1992? 1992 was wow. fourth edition. So they had four editions in 10 years. Yeah. Like, that's really... That seems quick. Well, Infinity's been around 10 years. They just had their third one. Yeah. Like it just released. I think the first one was probably I'm pretty rough. Because second came out the War next Machine year. War Machine Hordes. Yeah. How many editions have they got? I think maybe like mm. one or two. Yeah. Good fucking... I don't know. I don't pay attention to <laughs> fucking games, dude. But... That's really interesting. So Magic was a separate box set for fourth edition. It was an expansion, and then it came out with cards called the Colors of Magic. Mm -hmm. Fucking Magic expansion to play with Magic. And then this is the first time they did enforced army lists, and this is also the first time that they had separate army books. Army books, yeah. So... 
Um, and then they also had enforced rules in terms of building your army, like how many points could be spent on heroes in different factions. Up to 25% parts. on monsters. <laughs> Up to so, 25% allies. That was 4th edition in 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, when that's Rogers was sad. 10 years old. <laughs> so I got it when I was 12, when I was 11 or 12. Yeah. That box said we didn't we didn't really we didn't know how 10 to here, yeah, yeah we didn't I probably didn't actually play Warhammer <laughs> a, a, a real game of Warhammer until five or six years later because <laughs> well, you just set them up by themselves and like yeah so it would be on like a basement floor and there'd be spread over like ten or twelve feet would be twenty high elf spearmen <laughs> like six inches apart from each other facing off against thirty two goblin spearmen yeah. about four inches apart from each other. And then on the there'd be an end table where all the high elf archers were. <laughs> and they could shoot that far. And then there was those little card stock cutouts. Yeah, they had those little so pop up like, cards of characters and shit. Yeah, Grom the Paunch. Yeah. So like Grom the Paunch is like charging into high elf spearmen and killing them one after the other. <laughs> well, Ethereum, the Grim, is coming down on his griffin and killing goblin spearmen one at a time, one after the other. Nice. All right, so 1996, the year after I graduated high school. That'd be a freshman year. Was the year that 5th edition dropped. And again, there was a box set. It was This edition was very similar to 4th edition, but it did have a new box set, which was Bretonians versus Lizardmen. Mm-hmm. Reintroduced Bretonians. They dropped them in the 4th edition. And this is 5th edition is the one that was known as Hero Hammer because the heroes could fucking win, win or lose the game right there. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It was also the first time, too, that it really became actually affordable. Around this time, they started doing the multi-pose plastic kits. Uh, where the plastics prior to that were just the single pose dudes. Yeah. <laughs> boxes like 10 or 12. So I mean, now they, they started coming out with those multi-pose kits. And you get quite a few of them, and they're really well-priced. Like, you could get 20 Empire Soldiers for, like, 20 bucks. Right. Hmm. And then they started upping the price. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's just 16 Empire Soldiers. Per yeah. box and fifth edition, they also reworked and re-released the magic system and called it Battle Magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It would use like was this just like generate the dice or no? The, I think I'm the dice did indeed start in fifth edition. Before that, it was all card based. No, no, I remember using or, the cards with my slam though. So with maybe my, it was sixth edition. Yeah, then. I think probably sixth edition. Yeah, you know what? Switched to I that. have that noted under sixth edition, <laughs> but it's the first time. So then in the year two thousand. Which was I moved here in January of two thousand one from Illinois or from from nowhere near here. How about that? And that's when sixth edition dropped. So they had released a brand new Ravening Hordes book with all the mm-hmm. army lists, yeah. including Chaos Doors were in there. Yeah. And they had a new like box two. set, which was Orcs versus Empire and just yeah. atrocious model. <laughs> yeah. Well, the orcs they're all all right. Like they're, I mean, it's nothing compared to today, but it's better than those one pose fuckers that they used to have. Uh-huh. You know, at least you had some options. But uh, they had a. This is the first time they had a magic system based on rolling dice. Um, yeah, so the older wizard lord to generate four dice. Remember that? Yeah, and you yeah. take the level twos, so you have like ten or twelve. <laughs> like it was all or nothing. You always knew how many dice you were going to get, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 6th edition, they went completely away from Hero Hammer and re-emphasized troops and movements and avoided the debauchery that 5th edition had been. Now, this is 2001, maybe 2002, I don't remember, is when I started playing. So this is when I got into it. I still yeah, have my Ravening Hordes book. I didn't move to point until September of 2001. Yeah. So probably so it must around have been. 02, probably it started picking up. Yeah. And uh, Okay, so then... Six years later, in 2006, 7th edition hits. For some, the holy grail of Warhammer. <laughs> this is when they started naming the box set. So we had a new box set, Dwarfs versus Goblins in the Battle for Skull Pass. Mm, that's right. And uh, this game was really similar to 6th edition. So this game I remember well. Mm-hmm. We played a lot of. It only lasted four years until 2010 when 8th edition landed. And yet another new name box set, <laughs> Hiles versus Skaven in the Islands of Blood. <laughs> <laughs> the Islands of Blood. So yeah, it came out in 2010, and uh, there were lots of expansions. Wow. A lot of these editions did have expansions. I only touched on some of the more interesting ones through it, but the eighth mm. ones I'm sure we'll all remember because we had Storm of Magic uh, in 2011. Yeah. 
We had Blood in the Badlands. 2013 saw Triumph and Treachery's arrival. And then The End Times was 2014 and 2015. Mm-hmm. So they're really cranking the shit out there later on. Yeah, they figured then, people buy that crap. That's it. That's where the Warhammer timeline ends. Yep. And then 2015, Age of Sigma. Where we have yet another new box set, Rogers. <laughs> but they didn't really name it. They just called it Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Which is the name of the game. And Stormcast Eternals, which didn't previously exist, versus no, Chaos no. Thorn. So that's the fucking full history of Boarhammer. It's been quite a ride, my friend. <laughs> quite a ride. It's like, it's like a good fucking bout of the flu. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's the fucking point-hammered history. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. That's it. I started looking at it. I was like, been. this would make a good fucking point-hammered history. But you hear it touched on all the time, but you never know the fucking details. So I'm sure a lot of shit got left. I didn't bother writing down every little expansion because there was a lot of them through the years. But mm-hmm. just the ones that we had kind of played and fucked with. The Storm of Chaos, John. <laughs> that was a lot of ancillary things, too, like General's Compendium and shit like that. But mm-hmm. I think that was really just a compilation of White Dwarf articles anyway, but... Anyway, that's enough fucking point hammer point history. Hammer history. Your history. God damn it, bully. Was it naughty? Get this hairy animal out of here. Uh, I can't control him, dude. He's a fu- he's, he's a fucking wild beast. animal. All right. Podcast of the month. What do you got, dude? I've been listening to the Talking Dead podcast. Oh. Which has nothing to do with the Talking Dead program. Okay. Which is the talk show that comes on after Walking Dead. Yeah. So they must. Talking to Pi, there's like 240-some episodes okay. so far. So, yeah, I think Talking Dead podcast has been going around a lot longer than the show. I just okay. started joining this season because I listened to The Cast of Kings, which is like a Game of Thrones podcast. Okay. Um, it's just really fun. It's just about the show, though? Yeah, just about the show. After each episode comes out, they do um, an episode of the podcast talking about it with different theories and ideas and you kind of catch stuff that you might have missed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I started with Game of Thrones and I think any kind of show you're really into, it's just a lot of, I don't know. I think it's worthwhile finding, there's podcasts for everything now. So, yeah. Um, every this one is, of these shows uh, <laughs> is evidenced by this, <laughs> this Warhammer podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's a few out there. This one seems to be the one I globbed on to. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, a lot of fun to just kind of revisit the episode. It's like you kind of go through it all again, have twice the fun. And this mm. one, they actually they do an episode afterwards, and then they do like a feedback episode later in the week. So you so get people two. like write in and then yeah, and then they comment, comment on things yeah. that they might have missed. So I'm thinking we should start a feedback point effort. So all the feed <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like crickets chirping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody saying shit. <laughs> so we did we did a good job. Once again, yeah, we assume that's fucking, in. fucking swish, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, it's pretty. I think it's pretty popular. So they do get a lot of feedback. You know, how many millions of people watch the show? Yeah. So I'm sure they have a decent sized audience. They've been going a long time. So yeah, if you're watching The Walking Dead, which the mid season finale just went down. Oh uh, yeah, um, that's pretty interesting state of affairs it's gonna be till the week after pack is when it starts again Ooh. there's a couple of cliffhangers in there are they locked in a fucking semi-trailer in a compound still they managed to get out of that no yeah that season is up on netflix now the one that oh. starts with them there oh no shit i should probably check that out yeah it just um just went up on netflix like the week before the new season started so okay. that was eight weeks ago yeah so you cool. can go find out what happened there yeah i still have no idea <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Just vaguely, you didn't like how it ended. <laughs> you're messing with the wrong people. Yeah, that's, that's fucking cheesy. <laughs> yeah, go online. It's, it's pretty action-packed. They're, they're doing a really good job of not um, doing the same thing over. Yeah. yeah, so like there's a season with the governor. Yeah. Like there's nothing like that anymore. You know, There's not going to be one guy for a whole season or Who's a, a whole season at the farm. Mm-hmm. It was boring. Like they're doing a really good job of making you think they're going to do a whole season of some bullshit and then like before the end of the episode is completely resolved okay but yeah that's the podcast oh the month cool man so this time around we're going to replace the army theme segment that is still pending a proper replacement with johnny's fucking movie review (laughs) (laughs) johnny's fucking movie review (laughs) jfmr can we get like a 
intro for that? <laughs> no, bro. Remember Steve. we honed this shit. Yeah. <laughs> to a fucking sharp fucking podcast sword of quickness. So no, no more fucking Johnny's jingles. Fucking movie review. So this will be interesting. I think you're a pretty tough critic. Yeah, it's you're true. You're the kind of guy that <laughs> I wouldn't really tries to predict what's going to happen <laughs> and try to ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> Mostly, I just sit there asking my old lady, well, what, "What's going? What's going to happen? What, what's going on?" <laughs> She's like, "I don't know. I'm watching it too." <laughs> so, uh, what's the fucking movie reveal? This all right. Time, John? So there, I, this this is on Netflix. We. I have my buddy's Netflix password, so I can actually watch Netflix stuff again. Okay. So this is called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. You this? Yep, I've seen it. So this is a mockumentary that takes place in New Zealand about vampires. Uh, it takes place in the modern day, and it's like this camera it's by crew. The, the Flight of the Concords. Yeah, it's by the dudes from the Flight of the Concords. And this camera crew just follows these vampire dudes, and one of them's like 1,300 years old, and he's this weird old mutated creature like that lives in the basement. Too, yeah. Yeah, and then the other guys, one's like 800 years, one's like 100 years, and one's like 300 years. And they're just like, they're just going about their lives doing normal shit. And everything's, like, it's there's some real grisly, fucked up shit, but it's all real nonchalant. Yeah, like, it's, it's super just normal. Like mundane. And, yeah, it's really fucking cool. They're trying to, like, lure people over. They got human slaves. Slaves, like this slave woman that like does their laundry like thrall, and yeah. mows their lawn and stuff <laughs> and she just she wants to be turned into a vampire really bad so they keep telling her they're gonna but they're not really gonna because she's really irritating <laughs> yeah and then they talk about you know they're walking around the city one of the vamp they make one of the guys gets turned into a vampire a new guy does mm-hmm. and because peter who's the guy who lives in the basement likes to turn guys and people into vampires all the time <laughs> so this new guy gets turned into a vampire and he's he gets fucking drunk as shit, and then they're all sitting around at an after bar in a shitty little greasy restaurant, and he eats a French fry, and they're like, oh, you don't want to do that. You don't eat that mm-hmm. French fry. He's like, why not? I fucking love I love crisps or ch- chips, whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. they call them. And, he, and then he, uh, he's outside just puking blood, like <laughs> projectile vomiting blood. It's hilarious. And then they get, they get into fights. Cause bat one, fight! Bat <laughs> fight! <laughs> yeah, one of the dudes doesn't like the new guy, and... There's a fucking group of werewolves in town yeah. also. <laughs> and they're like these dudes with beards and flannels like hipsters. <laughs> the full moon comes and they turn into werewolves. It's pretty fucking funny. It's a really good watch. It's really well done. Their house is just this super fucking old, creepy bully chasing his fucking tail. Mm-hmm. Super old, creepy old house. Mm-hmm. Fucking, it was really fucking funny. I laughed my ass off for most of that movie. And it was some really funny ideas and... At one point, a vampire hunter breaks in the basement because <laughs> the, the new guy was out at the bar like, oh, hey, I'm a vampire. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm a vampire hunter. And he just thought he was fucking with him. <laughs> he follows him home and sneaks in the basement and <laughs> to kill him. <laughs> the cops yeah. come. They can kind of... It's a good movie. Yeah, they can like, uh, what do you call it? Hypnotize people, mm-hmm. like make them, make them not see things or just make them behave in a certain way. So the cops come over because of all the noise at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like, because the dude breaks in the basement, and there's like a tragic sunlight accident, and one of the vampires gets killed. He gets burns to a crisp. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I yeah, highly really recommend well, it. Like I, I said, it's called it. "What We Do in the Shadows." Johnny's fucking movie. Johnny's review. fucking movie review. What's your What's your rating system? How are you gonna? Uh, one boner app or what? <laughs> uh, we've done enough boners up for various things. Are we done with years. boners? <laughs> no, we'll still use it for sex toy ratings. <laughs> it was what was it like? Three thumbs up? Or, no, it's five thumbs up. <laughs> Two people and one boner. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was good. It's well worth watching. Oh, I'd give it a five star on Netflix. I like to. I got my buddy's Netflix information, so I watch all kind of shows and rate them. <laughs> like they're, they're hon- we're honing his taste. Yeah. I think like six people. You, should, you can set up a different profile on there. Now nah, that would be no fun. Just gotta go in and fuck with yeah. shit. Make it looks like he's watched a bunch of episodes or something. He's already watched. Yeah, you know, he's like he's, in the he's on episode three, but you go through it, make it look like he's on episode six. <laughs> so he just jumps right in. <laughs> There's like six profiles on there already because they just yeah. kind of pass their network or their Netflix password around quite a bit. But mm-hmm. regardless, that was a damn good find. Now I'm kind of stoked to check out New Walking Dead more. Right? and The Expanse as well. So. What do you got for a link plug, buddy? (laughs) Nothing too much. Just click those fucking links. You're going to be buying them holiday presents. Why don't you pop on over to pornhammer.com? 
Click on Click through. through that Amazon link, that eBay link. <laughs> Let us wet Check. these beaks. <laughs> trying to get that ugly sweater in time for that party. Head on over. Click yeah. through. <laughs> this beak's pretty fucking dry. This whole double mortgage thing. <laughs> I actually have four mortgages if you count the home equity on the other house. <laughs> oh, shit. And the loan on the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drowning the mortgages, people. <laughs> need to wet these beaks. <laughs> yeah, we need to get them. Nice and wet. <laughs> nice and fucking slobbery. Question of the month. Let's continue it then. Yeah. So come on, write in. Tell us what you like for an additional segment to replace Preferably one. the army theme. That's not any work. Or you could say. uses our. Yeah. Or if you want to do the segment yeah. and send it to us, we will put it on maybe. Maybe. If you do that, we'll probably make fun of you. We probably will. <laughs> 93% <laughs> chance. A risk you're going to have to take. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. If you also, if you really like the army theme segment, meh, let us know. Maybe we, I'm sure we could fucking squeeze water out of the stones that are yeah. our brains and come up with some more. Something, but. something hobby paint related. Yeah, that could be done every month. Yeah, I think that's we'll what people would over. fucking prefer since that is it's supposed to be the subject of this podcast. We actually know a little bit about that. It turns out we used but, to anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, is but, it, what else do we got, buddy? Is that it? That's it. You gonna drop another song on us? Yeah, this one. It's another song off the Virus album. This is the, um, some would say the sequel. There's a popular death metal band, Bloodbath, that has a really popular song called Eaton. And it's sung by Peter Taggerton, who's uh, the singer of this band. He kind of runs everything. So yeah. he kind of did a sequel on his own album. It's kind of groovy, kind of slower, mm-hmm. kind of melodic stuff. But it's called Let the Knife Do the Talking. Okay. Some more fucking death metal. All right. Smell you Suck later. Suck my balls. <laughs> 